Get excited. You've been waiting how long to get back to Neyland Stadium? Yeah, it's been some time, has it not? Welcome in. I'm excited to see you too. Your weekly check-in, the checkerboard chatter, right here on the Tennessee Rivals page with the ball report. What's up? Tyler Ivins with you all the way for the next 30 minutes. Whether you're listening, you're viewing, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time here on a Friday. It's preview time. I mean, if you think about it, you probably know everything you need to know about Austin P. but there are a few things that we could probably enlighten you, fill you in, share with you some of those details that come with a massive matchup. And I say massive because in some ways, the storylines that we'll cover this afternoon, they are massive, especially when it comes to the University of Tennessee. Have you subscribed to the Ball Report yet? No? Well, we're not going to get into why. But now's a perfect time. Your past Virginia, you've been looking at some of the details and unfortunately some of the injury news that's been coming out from Josh Heupel's program. And you're probably saying to yourself, man, I need to know. I, I need to be in the know when these things happen. I need to be clued in when these things happen. And look, I don't disagree. $9.99 a month. Today, I stopped by, picked up a food and drink order for two of my friends who were coming in town. What they spent could have paid for a yearly subscription to the vol report and you're getting this 9.99 a month so much hard working writing feed in the facility the latest on the recruiting trail and the injury news from inside it's almost like you're in josh heifel's office click that subscribe button make sure that you're getting into the vol report and oh yeah look at this added bonus you get things like me the checkerboard chatter each and every week here with the vol report all right it's austin p and i know what you're saying to yourself can't wait to see what Ivans does to try to hop us up for an FCS opponent. I'm not going to fool you. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you snake oil or a false bag of goods. This is a tune-up game. I don't know if you and I are on the same page, but you look at this as, well, we're one day away until the home opener against Austin P. If you want me to be completely honest with you, notice I've got my whisper voice on. If you want me to be honest with you. It's eight days until Florida. So let's go ahead and chalk this up for what it's going to be, and that is going to be the final tune-up. Virginia was last week, impressive 49-13 win in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. Let's chalk up for what this is going to be, and that is a walkthrough, a, a dress rehearsal, if you will, for conference SEC play. And there are three major storylines, three storylines that you have to know if you're going to be in the know at sold-out Nissan Stadium, which, by the way, Bravo, Vol Nation. You're going to put 100,000-plus fans inside Nissan Stadium for an SES opponent. Now, the anticipation is real. I understand. I mean, the last time that you saw a team come to Neyland Stadium, was it Missouri last year? Was that senior day? That sounds right. But you think about it, it's just been way too long since the volunteers have run through the tee and the friendly confines of Shields-Watkins Field. So those three storylines. We need to get into them because there is going to be some disgusting points, <clears throat> discussion points, which is kind of disgusting that we're talking about it, discussion points when it comes to Tennessee football here in week number one. All right, go ahead and roll it up. Question number one, it's the big one. What is this linebacker situation going to look like after the news that came out this week from Josh Heupel? <clears throat> if you've been living under a rock, Wednesdays are SEC coaches teleconference days, right? When Josh Heupel had his moment on the telephone answering select questions, he opened things up by bringing some kind of discouraging news to the table. But linebacker, transfer portal, Keenan Peely is going to be out, quote, multiple weeks. 
Peely, who received the game ball after a five-tackle performance against Virginia in Nashville, is suffering an upper body injury. Those are hockey terms, a.k.a. we don't want to disclose really how long somebody's going to be missing. But Josh Heupel described it as a multiple-week injury. So not going to see him tomorrow. You're not going to see him against Florida. Really, I think you're probably going to miss him for the UTSA game. You're probably point of return, likely point of return, where you start looking is probably the South Carolina game. You're probably looking at the end of the month, that final game in September, heading into the open date. And if it's really as serious as we think it is, perhaps maybe you sit them through the open date and then you start considering that Texas A&M showdown as a realistic return time for Keenan Peely. Man, I don't want to sit here like most people will in podcasts or radio hosts or type whatever television. And they sit there and, whoa, let's reflect on what Keenan Peely brought. Keenan Peely was a fantastic addition to the transfer portal for the University of Tennessee. There's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to cut it. What Tennessee was able to do by acquiring Keenan Peely was find somebody who was a surefire tackler. I mean, before the Virginia game, go back and watch his film. Go back and see what he did in Kalani Sataki's defense the last couple of seasons in Provo. The guy finds the football. He finds the ball carrier. He makes people hurt. To see this already out of the gate, as another kind of ding to Tennessee in the injury report and the biting of the injury bug, it's discouraging because you're already kind of patchworking the offensive line together after missing Cooper Mays for a undisclosed injury and procedure that will later be disclosed. If you don't know now by now, you, you you're not it doesn't matter if you need to know, but it's something he can't reaggravate. We'll just say that. I'm not ready to sit here and chicken little and panic. I'm not going to sit here and throw my hands up. I'm not going to sit here and try to make it seem like that Tennessee is cursed and that bad things happen. Look, football is a physical sport. I'm not going to talk to you like your mom or your dad, but this is a little bit of a blow. And look, Tennessee's defense, we're already starting to see the depth that Tim Banks is already starting to talk about. I mean, Kevin Simon, the VFL, joined the local program here at 99.1 The Sports Animal in Knoxville or through the app if the stream. And he told Will and I, when I saw Tim Banks, because remember him and Tim Banks were on the same staff together his first year, 21. It was uh, Heupel's first year here. He said he, he hadn't seen Tim Banks smile like he had during the offseason when talking about the depth or what his defense was going to look like in 2023. And, well, he's going to have to put that kind of notion to a test because what it's going to look like tomorrow is, and maybe it's simple, Kevin Simon made it seem like that. Look, you pretty much already know what you're doing if you're Aaron Beasley and you're going to be shifting over. But now the youth movement for at least a limited time, that's going to be under the spotlight for the University of Tennessee. Elijah Herring and Arian Carter. Those are the two names you need to be looking for when you're sitting at Neyland Stadium and maybe you're going through your program, going through your roster card. Elijah Herring and Arian Carter and immediately you know who people are going to be looking for. They're going to be looking for Arian Carter. It's been a big deal since he officially announced his commitment there in Smyrna back, has it been five months now? He bested Arkansas, excuse me, Alabama and Ohio State to come to the University of Tennessee. And immediately when people saw Arian Carter's name for this draft class, they went, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for him. I'm looking for some of the other talented players who came. Now, granted, Nico has been here for a minute. He 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 enrolled before the Orange Bowl, so he was able to be a part of a lot of those build-up practices. But from that class as a whole, Nico, Arian Carter, everybody else, of course, there were fantastic names that came in. But Tennessee fans were sitting back going, yes, 
These are the two future pieces for Tennessee that are going to be massive. Both are going to play in this game tomorrow. The question is, how much or how many reps and how important are the reps going to be? I think an honest answer would be yes for all across the board. Hey, Tyler, is that a, yes? The simple answer is yes. But I think Arian Carter clearly with Elijah Herring is going to be the one that so many people are going to be keeping an eye on defensively. Strange enough, people will be paying attention more to defense, I see, I think, tomorrow than offense. But Arian Carter, if he proves that, in fact, a lot of what he did during fall camp wasn't a fluke or it wasn't just him trying to put things together and show the coaching staff some of those incredible attributes that made them show up and knock on the door and go, hey, you come to Knoxville? He needs that to begin tomorrow. But on the other side of the coin, that immediately starts the other conversation. And that is, in fact, the talent you're going up against. What does that mean whenever you get into SEC play? Look, there's no question about it. Arian Carter, Elijah Herring, Nico, a lot of these guys that we're going to be seeing for the maybe the first time, some for now the second time, but in a short viewing, they need as much experience on the college level as possible before SEC play starts. But to say that what they're doing tomorrow against Austin P or what they gain from the Virginia game will come even close to what's going to happen in eight days when they head to Gainesville, Florida, that wouldn't be truthful. And nor would I try to sell you that. But tomorrow when you're at Neyland Stadium, maybe try not to fight with your uh, seatmate or the person you share a row with about the Wi-Fi or why it's struggling, et cetera, and pay attention to some of the things that you're seeing on the football field. I will remind you, there was a time three years ago, yeah, the 2021 season, when Brian John Marie had nobody in his cabinet. He had old mother Hubbard, Lentz. He had just pieces, nothing that he could really put together. And he, with Jeremy Banks leading the way, they had a pretty solid season year one under Josh Heifel. So can you imagine what Brian John Marie or Tim Banks are going to do when that depth at linebacker finally starts appearing? It's exciting. A lot of people are anticipating what's going to be a big, big step forward, not just for Elijah Herring and not just for Arian Carter, but for that entire linebacker core. This will be a good game for Aaron Beasley as well to take the on-field in-game reps and be able to show leadership. Beasley going out there and being that senior leader that so many people would hope one day he would take over. And now he gets that opportunity to do so. Inside the checkerboard chatter, my name is Tyler Ivins. And immediately you say to yourself, man, I want more of this. This seems like something that I need every single day of my life. Great. Subscribe to the Vol Report. Look, we've had Ryan on, Noah, Tyler Mansfield, a recruiting trail, Dale. So many different people are working to make sure you know what Tennessee is doing, not just between September and January, but also what's happening on the basketball floor, what's happening on the baseball diamond, what's happening during the offseason recruiting. These are just some of those added luxuries that you get with your subscription to the Vol Report and the Tennessee Rivals page. Ivans with storyline number two. I thought you'd never ask. How about that offensive line? Woo! I'm going to say it again. Woo! I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong or if my concerns were not necessarily necessary need, necessarily needed. Easy for me to say. I talk for a living. When we became more and more in the know, about Cooper Mays's, notice how I had to like choose my words there because I have to be careful. When we became more and more in the know about Cooper Mays's ailment, 
procedure. It was becoming more to a reality front that he was going to miss time. Now that time, time is so in flux now these days, is it not? I'm not a doctor. Plus, it's not kind of my thing to put somebody's personal, you know, health status, their 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 injuries out in public. Okay. If you're listening to this or you're watching this, you guys know what you're gonna get from me, okay? But so anybody out there who thinks, dang it, Hobbins, tell us what it if you don't already know, you don't already know. Okay. And on top of that, that's not my job, nor would I ever be that person who feels like that their personal stuff and what's happening needs to be put out on blast. We'll leave it at that. Back to the woo. Ollie Lane had himself a game last week. Did he not? Ollie Lane did a fantastic job snapping, forcing, moving his defensive tackles around. And on in turn, you take what you saw from Honored Carrick and you take what you saw as well from Javonta Spragans. And he was able to take the two guards beside him, his teammates. Ollie Lane was. And he was not only opening up gaps, not only was he helping produce for the offensive line, but man, oh man, where there are a lot of people who go, okay, maybe you need Cooper Mays to take as much time as possible to make sure he's 100%. That should be the case already. But on top of the performance that you saw last week from Molly Lane, you feel pretty darn good about depth. D-E-P-T-H. We heard that about what Tim Banks is smiling about. And we're hearing that now and seeing that now from what Glenn Ellerby was telling us, not just after the orange and white game, but also what he has told us during fall camp as well. Ollie Lane has been waiting for this opportunity since he left Gibbs and became a student athlete at the University of Tennessee. And when Cooper Mays comes back, what do you see? Well, Ollie Lane moving potentially to a guard position. And then from there, you'll be able to add to the luxuries that are Cooper Mays, the captain of your offensive line. Yeah, there's a few small things that need to be worked on at the tackle position. John Campbell Jr., I know everybody is, oh, look at the way he's driving that guy out. The look, that that that's awesome. That's sexy. But go back, and if you watch the All-22 film, John Campbell Jr., just, and I'm not trying to tear somebody down. I'm just saying there's some small things that need to be worked on to make John Campbell Jr. that much better of a player. And I think he would even tell you that. Hell, I've got to improve every day, especially with the industry that I do. This offensive line, to answer question number two, yes, you keep the same offensive line. The reason behind it, if it's not broke, yep, you know the rest of it. You're going to see a starting lineup likely tomorrow from left to right, the same that we saw in Nashville against Virginia. And now, what? not only that, but let's start seeing if we can see some of that depth that we've heard so much about from Parker Ball, Dane Davis, you know, Gerald Mincy, JJ Crawford, whoever's not winning the right tackle, just get some players out there and start seeing transfer portal players. So many different guys who were coming in from Texas an offensive line that we saw improve over the off season. You don't want to have to go in and start moving chess pieces around, get the snap down, move the football, start creating holes so the offense can have such an incredible game both in the air and on the ground. And then all of a sudden you get back to work after the opener against Austin P, and you find out where you are status-wise with some of these guys. So the first two parts of this when it comes to the starting offensive line and when it comes to the linebacker position, we're already starting to see the depth, and it's remarkable. And I'll end on this note when it comes to question number two. 
Josh Heupel was winning football games when Tennessee was in the teens of recruiting, and they were just on the outside looking in at the blue chip ratio. What's Tennessee going to do when they start recruiting five-star athletes and building depth? We're already starting to see the answer, the fruits of those labors right now during the start of the 2023 season. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's the Virginia game. I'm not trying to make it seem like that Virginia is competing for the ACC championship. Actually, it's the complete opposite. I want to be excited, and I am excited for all the things that we saw last week at Nissan Stadium, but I have to remind myself, what type of competition were they going up against? Virginia was the worst team in the ACC last year. But but glass half full to that, I say to you again, especially if you're a, if you're a frequent viewer or listener of the Checkerboard Chatter, answer yourself this question. Was this or was this not a fantastic start when it comes to building your schedule for 2023? I think when people saw the Orange Bowl victory last year, they were like, how quickly do we get back to Tennessee football? Okay, Virginia, Austin P, Florida, Texas, San Antonio, South Carolina. But now look at it. When injury bugs start biting, when, when, when players start going down during fall camp, whenever some of those four-minute drill things need to be tightened down that we hear so much about from Josh Heupel when it comes to the quarterback position. Perhaps maybe this year was the best year to catch Virginia down or to have Austin P early or Florida who's still trying to figure themselves out or South Carolina who looks like that I could run through their offensive line and get my hands on Spencer Rattler. You get what I'm saying? Massive, massive, massive storylines. It all makes things easier when you have a schedule that's opened up the way Tennessee had. Now, granted, 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 some people look at the next six matchups from Florida, UTSA, Carolina, AM, Alabama. And they say, got to make sure you have everything taken care of. Exactly. That's why you have the Austin P game. Again, my name is Tyler Ivins. This is the Checkerboard Chatter, and we saved the best for last. What is storyline number three? Well, in reality, it should have been number one, but we make it number three because then it wouldn't be as fun if we just made the first storyline the best one, and then all of a sudden you don't stick around. That's the psychology of what we do a little behind the scenes. Tyler, what's number three? Oh, yeah. When do we see Nico Iamaliava? How many times have you answered this question yourself? Or how many times have you asked your coworkers, your drinking buddies, the person that you shift with? And I don't know if anybody can really put their finger on when exactly Nico's going to enter the game. Look, look, we got a small sample last week when Nico entered the game late in the Virginia victory at Nissan Stadium. But when do you start seeing Nico actually be able to explore the playbook, put his DNA on what Josh Heupel wants him to run? It, I think we all can agree about one thing. Nico Iamaliava can't just go out there and play with the twos for guys maybe he'll never see when it comes to crunch time. I think we all agree that we want Joe Milton to stay healthy. Joe Milton needs to stay healthy for Tennessee to find the most success that they can in 2023. Well, in agreement, perfect. Heaven forbid something was to happen to Joe. He gets stepped on, ankle rolled, shoulder set, whatever. I'm not even going to speak it in existence. Stop it. No, stop it. If it was to happen, Nico needs to start building a rapport with the receivers, the backfield, the offensive line. 
it would behoove Tennessee, and you have to imagine that the plan moving forward for Tennessee is for Joe Milton to go out there, drop his nuclear bombs all over Austin P, and then with the one still intact, give at least a series, if not two, to Nico before you start cycling in your second teams across the offensive line. Yes, you don't want to get anybody hurt. Yes, I do, person yelling at their screen right now. Remember Cedric Tillman and his ankle injury against Akron last year. Dirty play, by the way. Point being, people do things that are not smart. So you want to make sure that when you exit the Austin P game, that it was a clean bill of health and you can move forward with Florida on your mind. And I'm here for that. But if I'm the University of Tennessee coaching staff, I want Nico at least one, if not two snaps, drives, I should say, with the first-team offense so you can start seeing what Nico is going to be able to do. We talked earlier this week on our program, Will and I did, about the Nico chance that occurred during Tennessee's win against Virginia when he entered at Nissan Stadium. And I anticipate those Nico chants are probably going to be there again tomorrow when Austin P and the Vols get together because this will be Nico's first game, real life action game at Nissan Stadium. But outside of that, you should never see Nico again unless the game is completely lopsided in favor of Tennessee. You might see him in the UConn game a little earlier than you would anticipate, but this is it. If things are going right for the University of Tennessee, if Joe Milton is going and blowing, as I say, if things are clicking, everything's coming together, Nico Iamaliava becomes a storyline the second that the 2023-24 football season comes to an end. And when it comes to whether or not we will see him or when we will see him, let Joe Milton's play dictate that. It's great that arguably the best recruit since Peyton Manning, maybe better than Peyton Manning, will let that determine itself, has come to Knoxville but right this moment, would you feel comfortable with Nico being the starter for the University of Tennessee? Of course not. You want to see him get more reps. You want to see him sit behind Joe Milton. The attributes that Joe Milton brings to the table are going to be what Tennessee needs every single Saturday to flirt with the college football playoff again in 2023. So when do you see Nico enter the game? For me, if Tennessee has a great lead going to the final minutes of the second quarter, you do it. Or if you're saying, all right, let's get through the first 30 minutes, locker room, reset, come back out. Do you leave the first team offense on the field at least for the start of the third quarter? Do they do the old classic shut out, go to the half, come back out from the half, first drive, Nico's in, or do you give Joe that one drive, start of the third quarter, and then you start emptying the bench? Probably. Most likely, that's what we see ourselves. Usually, anytime these FCS games, these paycheck games end up happening for a lot of big teams. But for the University of Tennessee, I think it needs to be a little unique. And honestly, I think Joe Milton's performance tomorrow is going to dictate when we will see Nico. If Joe wants to get this game over with in the first 25 minutes of game time, 15 plus 10 in the second quarter. If he wants to get this over with in the first 22 minutes of game time, maybe we see Nico in the second quarter. That's all on Joe and his receivers. Remember, this is Joe Milton who was off to a little bit of a slow start, bumpy ride, and then finished, I believe it was 13 for his last 17, and things were clicking. So if we keep seeing this slow start from Tennessee or slow start from Joe Milton, 
Perhaps maybe that gets pushed back to when we see Nico make an appearance for the first time. But outside of that, you'd like to see Gaston Moore as well. You would like to be able to see the depth that both Rodney Gardner and Glenn Ellerby are raving about when it comes to both of their lines. And you would like to see some of the young guys like redshirt freshmen out there at wide receiver and see if they can make some of those plays that we saw them make. You know who I'm referring to during the orange and white game just a few short months back in April. All in all, it's an opportunity to do what? Get back to Neyland Stadium for the first time since November of last year. All in all, it's an opportunity for you to be able to sit next to your best friends and tailgate. All in all, you get to see Tennessee's depth before they tune things up and take on Florida next week. I get it. There are some of you who, and I know I see the DMs. You guys, you tune in every week, and I love it. And first of all, thank you. But you don't like when I start doing the whole look at it. You have to remind me that it's one game at a time. You, you can't just roll the headgear. For Austin P, yes, you can. For Austin P, yes, you can. Tennessee shut them out in their only other time against each other in 2013. And heck, there's a good chance we're going to see a similar result coming up tomorrow at Neyland Stadium. I mean, come on, five o'clock ESPN plus got to make sure you're able to sign. I'm literally leaving here in the home office. And before I go do the show today, I've got to drive across Knoxville and I've got to show my mother, Hey, this is your subscription to your cable provider. This is how you get the ESPN network. This is how you get sec plus, And this is how I'm going to have to do it. There's some people out there who are just like, I, I don't know. And I get it. There's a reason why. A five, why is it five o'clock? Well, because it's on the ESPN plus stream and they can do whatever they want. They don't have to worry about TV windows. All right. Go enjoy yourself tomorrow. Go watch Nico. Go watch Joe. Go watch this Tennessee football team put on a show that you know that they're going to. And on top of all these things, simply put, get ready for what's going to be an exciting Tennessee football season in 2023. But I don't have to remind you of that. You guys have already sold out Neyland Stadium for the Austin P game. You guys are already making tickets very difficult to find for UTSA, for South Carolina, for Texas A&M. And I think that this is one of those situations where the volunteers understand this isn't just a let's bring them back when they're still not healed, Cooper Mays, Keenan Peely, but you're going to see Tennessee in this depth and are they ready to compete not just for 23, but when they do transition over from Joe Milton to Nico Iamaliava, are they ready to make that big push and be a consistent force in the SEC again in 24, 25, et cetera, so forth. My name is Tyler Ivins. You know the ending sales pitch. It always goes like this. Why have you not subscribed to the Vol Report? Why are you not following what the Tennessee Rivals page is doing? Yeah, sure, we throw this in for you. You love the checkerboard chatter, but if you love what we do, what I do, then you're going to love what some of the other people are doing. Are you not reading what Noah Taylor's putting out there, what Ryan is putting out there, what so much of the details are when it comes to recruiting, the injury reports, and how things are looking with Josh Heupel's offense? Just as quickly as Heupel's putting points on the board, you can access everything from what's happening inside the message boards and also those daily stories from camp as well as the buildup to games like Florida, UTSA, Alabama, A&M, South Carolina, et cetera. Once again, my name is Tyler Ivins. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to each and every single one of you who tune in each week right here to the Ball Report and to the Checkerboard Chatter. Yeah, okay, shameless plug. Can we do that? Thank you. 3 to 7 p.m. each and every day on the flagship station for the University of Tennessee, your guy with my dude Will West. We're bringing you what you need, and that is Tennessee football coverage, <clears throat> even for the Austin P. Yes, even for the Austin P. By the way, I don't know who did the graphics today. That gray, that looks because the smoky gray. 
Like that looks good. You're doing the Converge Holloway thing, the artful dodge. I like the gray that went with because of the. I don't know who's doing it, but it looks great. See, we're trendy. We do the things you want us to do. Again, Tyler Ivins for the checkerboard chatter. You know how to find me, right? You know how to get at me. Yeah. All right. Go balls. We'll talk to you next week. Big week against Florida. Yeah.